What's up, everybody? This is episode 53 of the Catfish and Ice podcast, presented by DraftKings and part of the Hockey Podcast Network. We missed everybody this past week, and we are super pumped to give you a brand new episode of Catfish and Ice podcast. Uh, this is Chad Mitten, your host, with Rich Howe, my co-host, and we are we are down a person tonight. Yep. We are down our good buddy Colin Blue tonight. He is in the process of moving from the Cincinnati area down to uh, Atlanta, and so we all know the uh, arduous and horrible task it is to move, especially yep. especially when you're moving that far. And so. Uh, uh, our good buddy Colin, he cannot make the episode tonight because he doesn't have his uh, technology with him, if you will. You know, we know how much uh, moving sucks, and so uh, and there's Colin, there's our buddy Colin right there. Moving sucks, moving sucks, but go Suns. Hashtag rally the valley. And guess what? Guess what? The Catfish and Ice podcast is officially Phoenix Suns fans. So we're right there with you, Colin. We miss you. And we can't wait to have you back for next week's episode. Rich, how was your weekend, man? It's good. It is uh, super hot up here, man. I mean, it is like boiling. It's it's, it's the same way down here, man. Uh, it's definitely it's definitely the hockey off season because it's it's hot and it's humid down here. And I guess yeah. it's doing the same way up there in Louisville. It was hot down here in Nashville as well. And so, um, yeah. But uh, again, we got a lot. We've got a lot going on in the sports world, as we can say. Even though the Preds are not currently playing right now, uh, we got the Stanley Cup final game ones going on right now. So we're definitely going to talk about that. Again, this is episode 53 of the Catfish and Ice podcast. We are presented by DraftKings. And I'm telling you, if you haven't done it yet, go get the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. And it's safe, secure, and reliable. We've got the NBA playoffs, and that's the deal they got going for you right now. And we just brought up Collins, uh, Phoenix Suns, a fun team to watch. And you've got some really good action going on in the NBA playoffs. And so right now we've got an awesome deal for you. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game. And if they do, you will win $100 in free credits. That's promo code THPN. For a limited time only at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Must be 21 years or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. New customers only. Wagers paid out and site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And it's safe, secure, and reliable. You can pull out your winnings really quickly. And so go do that. We've got all these great sports going on right now. As you can see, I'm wearing my Vanderbilt hat right now. They're playing right now. I am a diehard Vanderbilt fan since as long as I can remember watching sports. Um, a lot of your uh, – anyone can really uh, relate to this if you're a sports fan. Anyone can go back and think, what was the first team in competitive sports that I was a fan of, that I cared about, that I literally emotionally cared about? And for me, it's the Vanderbilt Commodores. Uh, I got taken to a Vanderbilt football game. I want to say it was 1993 – so I was five years old, so everyone knows how old I am now. Um, and uh, my dad took me to Vanderbilt, Notre Dame. And Notre, and if anyone knows about Vanderbilt football, we've always been pretty bad. And uh, Notre Dame was a top five team, I want to say at the time, uh, from the stories I've heard. And I remember just being so 
I thought it was like the center of the universe oh, the yeah. with my dad, with my, with my dad at the time. And uh, so Vanderbilt's always st- stuck with me. I think Vanderbilt almost won that game, even though they were vastly outmatched. And so they've always been my team. And so we're in the college world series. So we're, we're keeping an eye on that game as we go on. And uh, so we'll talk about that at the end. Uh, Cause we are a Nashville based podcast, but we are a predators podcast, but we are also a Nashville sports podcast. And so uh, we're going to talk about them at the end of the episode, but we also have some other good stuff going on in this episode. We we're going to talk about, so we're off season, off season edition because the Preds, uh, Preds are in this off season uh, funk right now. We're just not a lot going on, but uh, there's a lot of free agents out there that are due to free agents. And so that's going to be the main topic of tonight's episode is we're going to look through these free agents and talk about should the Preds maybe look at some of these players? Would they fit the system? I know Rich has got some of his uh, players he's going to bring up. I got some players to bring up. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about Mark Barvietsky. He put out a really inspiring and positive message. Uh Basically, you know, we all know the hashtag hockey is for everyone, mm-hmm. and that is totally true. And he put out a really awesome message that we're going to talk about the significance of that and how important that is to the, to the, to the hockey community, to all of us. And so we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about the Stanley Cup final. We're going to talk about the Vandy boys, and we are going to lead this episode off, though, with the breaking news that yeah. dropped right before we really started – planning to go live and that is that nashville is going to get an outdoor game and i see rich over there nodding his head he's awesome about it i know he loves nashville rich is wearing his winter classic uh, jersey right now and uh so rich how about you go ahead and lead off your uh, initial thoughts about this news that just dropped about the preds getting not a winter classic it's the stadium series but they're they're getting an outdoor game Hey man, I wanted to go to the Winter Classic so bad. I know it was you got you actually went, didn't you? No, I did not go. I I no, no, I could have sworn you got. Yeah. Well, anyway, I wanted to go really bad, and like I got this jersey for Christmas, and like I we were over at my in laws, and I was like, I, I, if I can't watch this game, I have to go home because I want to yeah. watch this game so bad. <laughs> so now, so now it's going to be kind of the same thing, except. On a, a much bigger scale, like what's yeah. what's Nissan Stadium hold? Like Nissan Stadium holds about sixty-seven thousand, yeah. roughly. Roughly, I could be off by a thousand or so, but yeah. around so that. That's just going to be a massive, massive game. I I really don't like them having to play Tampa Bay, but you know, whatever. So it's see, still I, huge. I actually don't have a problem with them playing Tampa Bay, and here's why: I actually think that you want to play the villain. You want to play the team that's up there on the pedestal. I mean, would you really want the Preds playing the Blue Jackets? No offense to the Blue Jackets. Would you well, really want them playing the Coyotes? No offense to the Coyotes. Let's let's be honest. Like you want them to play the yeah. best of the best, um, and so that's kind of where the NHL is probably thinking on that. Uh, they want to make it a star-driven yeah. league, and so I'm okay with it. Honestly, I mean, what we we can't speculate on. Oh, we're going to get ran out of the building. You don't know what the Preds no, roster is going to look not. like at that point. Yeah, and, and you so don't know, you don't know what Tampa Bay is going to look like. Exactly, and so uh, I'm not going to read too much into the opponent. I do think it's a we. If you want the event to work, you want to play a great team. Yeah. And so, uh, how fitting is it that we're going to be playing against a team 
at Nissan Stadium that's in the Stanley Cup final right now as we speak. So uh, I don't have a problem with that. I know you have a hatred, a deeply rooted <laughs> hatred for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And so I get it. What, te- what teams would you – okay, let me ask you right now, Rich. Who would you prefer to see them play? Um, I don't want to see them play somebody that we are fairly certain that they they lose or win against. Okay, but, fair enough. But just anybody but Tampa Bay. I mean, Colorado. Right. I don't. I don't care. Anybody. Colorado would be fun. I mean, we'd probably be, we'd probably lose that game. Yeah. Too. Well, I mean, uh, you just don't know. Uh, it's just, it's tough. It's just. There's two teams. There's two teams. Because when I saw the news drop, I didn't see the opponent right away. Yeah. And so in my head, so in my head, I was thinking, okay, who are we playing? Who are we playing? And Tampa Bay was not the first team that jumped to my mind. You know who the first two teams that jumped to my mind? I'm like, this is who we're playing. Carolina. Chicago Blackhawks. Oh. And the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh. See, I'd have been all right with either one of those. Because I've always thought, okay, Stanley Cup final. Rematch of 2017, that would be fun. Mm-hmm. You bring, yeah, I mean, let, let's, you know, that would be, that would be fun. You know, there'd be a ton of Penguins fans that would make the trip. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers fans always make the trip when they play the Titans. So I got to assume that they would make the trip down here for yep. that. And then I thought Chicago Blackhawks, of course, they would make the trip down here okay. if the Preds allowed them to buy tickets. Uh, everyone knows that story. <laughs> but, uh, but um, I, those are the first two teams that I thought of that were like, okay, that would make sense. But Tampa Bay, I mean, you know, that that's a team that that's going to sell tickets. Yeah, so, uh, that's probably what they're looking at. But I just... looking at it logistically, though, it makes total sense, and I get why the NHL is doing it. I think the NHL wants to see how the Preds, how the city handles a stadium series event, uh-huh. and it, it, if they knock it out of the park, if it's one of those. Big events, just mm-hmm. like they did the NHL All Star Game here, just yep. like the NFL Draft. Everyone remembers the NFL Draft. Yep. You know, everyone knows that Lower Broadway in Nashville knows how to throw a party. Absolutely. We all know. We all know the access to Nissan Stadium from Lower Broadway. You got the pedestrian bridge. I work right okay. down there. I'm there. I'm down there six days a week. It's going to be perfect, and you know that the Preds are going to set it up to make it a fan experience. It's yep. awesome on all levels. It's going to be fun for all the fans. It's going to be a great event. And the NHL is going to see, okay, they're going to see how it works. And then eventually you will see a winter classic in Nashville. But I will say this too. I'm a little worried about the fact that it's scheduled so late into February. I'm not going to try to be a meteorologist here, but February 26th in Nashville, you can get some very mild temperatures you can get severe thunderstorms. You mm-hmm. can get tornadoes. Like that's that's immediately what I'm thinking of right now. And so yeah. let's let's hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. I went to a uh, Monday night football game uh, in the old Titan where they used to play. Okay, uh, they, were, they were playing the Kansas City Chiefs, and I want to say it was in November, but I, I don't remember exactly. It was freezing cold and snowing. Well, that's the thing about that's the thing about Nashville weather. You never know that time of year. You never know. It might yeah, be cold. Yeah. It might be sleeting. It might be cold and rainy, uh, and that would be great hockey weather. But it could also be 50, 60 degrees and severe thunderstorms. Yeah, so, uh, the fact that it's that late in February is the only thing that kind of had me a little thrown off. Like I, yeah. I would prefer for it to be a little bit earlier in February. But of course, the whole scheduling. I don't know how all that works. I'm not in yeah. there on all that. So maybe that was the only time they could figure it out. But uh, 
But yeah, awesome news. We're very yeah. happy to see that. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, I, think we had- the, I think the NHL saw also like how many people actually did go to the Winter Classic from Nashville. Exactly. That's a really good point. I think, was, yep. I think that was part of it as well. They were like, hey, if they're going to, this many people are going to go all the way to Dallas, just imagine what it's going to look like if we have one right in the city. So Exactly. I think that's, that's a big, re- I think that's a big reason why they decided to take this next step. And uh, I mean, as long as it goes all smoothly, which I fully expect it to go right. smoothly, then it's going to be a very, very, uh, impressive showing for the city of Nashville. Anytime yeah. Nashville has one of these big sporting event, uh, they've always knocked it out of the park. And so uh, I think it's going to be awesome. So February 26th, 2022 is when this is scheduled for against the Tampa Bay Lightning at Nissan Stadium. Uh, that just dropped a few hours before we went live tonight. And so that's awesome news. We're really excited about that. And maybe we can have a Catfish and Ice podcast meetup. We would love for anyone who listens to the podcast. We got to work on the details, obviously. But yeah. if we can figure this out, we will share it with all of our followers. We would love to meet some of the people who listen to the podcast, follow the podcast. Yeah. If we could have a Preds fan meetup, uh, Catfish and Ice podcast meetup, that meet some awesome. of the fans, uh, join the Preds family here and talk to all of y'all, that would be awesome. So we've got plenty of time to plan for that. But that's yeah. something we would really love to do. Yep. So that was that's the news we want to lead off with with the episode because that's such big news. Let's go on to our next thing, and this is our main topic of episode fifty three of the Catfish Nice Podcast. Uh, every episode since the Pred season ended, we've been like covering these off season topics, and, yeah. and you know we covered the expansion draft. We've covered uh, that we're, we're going to get into the NHL draft in the uh, episode coming up here very soon. And so now we're uh, we're going to talk about some free agents, some pending free agents that are coming on the market right now, uh, and we're going to get into that right now. And so, uh, do we even think the Preds are in the market right now to make any signings? And let me—I already see Rich kind of like shaking his head a little bit. Let me share my thoughts on it first, and then we're going to go to Rich, and then we'll kind of list some players that we've got kind of on our radar. But let's. Let's be general here for a little bit. Uh, I don't think the Predators are really in a position to make any big splashes. I really don't. They could. They could. But I think they're in a very – they're in a spot right now where they have to tread lightly. Mm -hmm. They're on that fence. They're a fringe playoff team. And one bad contract and one bad signing where Poyle chases an aging – a free agent, or he tries to make some long-term contract that he thinks is going to make this team get over the hump of what they were last year, if that blows up in his face, then this team's going to be a mess. And so that's kind of how I'm approaching looking at these free agents here. And so that's kind of my overall thoughts on it. Rich, kind of give me your overall thoughts on the free agency market and where you think the Preds stand on it, and then we'll kind of share – some uh, free agents that are out there that we think maybe you could take a, take a look at. So, yeah, I agree with you 100%. I don't think – so we're already – we've already got two contracts that are kind of fans are sour on, you know, with Johansson and Duchesne. Yep. Um, that's, that's a lot of money. It's uh, $16 million between the two of them. We're still paying for the Kyle Turris experiment. We're giving, we're giving him $2 million for another six or seven years. They've also got 
the Shea Weber, you know, if he yeah. decides to retire before that contract runs out, and, and he might at the end of this year, you just don't know. And then they're going to be paying him some money out. And I just don't think it would be wise to make a move like that. And like you said, have it blow up in Poil's face because they just can't afford it. I mean, they just can't afford yeah. these big, huge contracts. And like we were talking about, like them trying to maybe go after uh, Jack Eichel. And we were like, that would be awesome. It would be so cool to have like uh, an elite forward like that. But I that's Jason. That's chasing yeah. the white whale that uh, Colin likes to bring up all the time. Yeah. Colin, exactly. uh, Colin uh, likes to always talk about our co-host likes to talk about how Matt Duchesne was the white whale for David yeah. Poyle, and we went out there and we got him. And I'm not, I don't, I'm not saying no. the book yeah. is written on Matt Duchesne in Nashville, no. but that's one that's very sour with the Nashville fan base right now. Yeah. And so um, that's another, like, so here's where I'm at with it. I do think the Preds can make some minor moves in free agency, mm-hmm. and none of these dominoes are going to fall until after the expansion draft. That's when free agency really is going to ramp up, obviously. And so um, that's really going to change everything. But there are some players that I do have. I have a very short list of players where I'm like, okay, you can maybe entertain these players. And I, I've got three players that are all offensive forwards. Oh, cool. They're players because I don't think the Preds ha- need to go out there and chase any type of big defenseman. No. I think either. that they're fine in that department. I know that Ryan Ellis gets a ton of criticism, and I get that, but he's still he's still a top-line defenseman. Absolutely. Of course, we have Roman Yossi. We have Matias Ekholm, who I have to assume is going to be back. Uh, we have Dante Fabro, who I hope comes back. If he doesn't come back, that's going to change everything. But uh, you have Dante Fabro. You have a, a very good group of young defensemen coming up through the prospect pool. So yeah. I don't think that the defensive part of things is the thing we need to focus on. If we're trying to make improvements over this offseason, quick improvements via signing free agents, then that means we're going to have to go find – some uh, some of these players that I'm about to list. And the first one I have is Matias Yanmark, oh. who got traded from the Dallas Stars to the Vegas Golden Knights this past season. He's a very, very good offensive depth piece. Uh, and he only made $2.25 million last year, put up 24 points in 56 games. I don't think he did enough to get a crazy payday. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Preds could pay him around that same mark and get him, and he could come in and be a replacement to a player that were a player or two that we might lose in the bottom six. Whether that's a Brad Richardson, whether that's a Eric Halla, whether that's a uh, Colton Sissons in expansion, yep. whatever it is, I do think that the Preds' depth is going to take a take a. a Take a dent in it. We're going to lose something in that bottom six. Matias Yamark is a much younger player that could maybe come in. And and so he he kind of jumped off first for me was Matias Yanmark. And so uh, he he, he plays for Vegas now. He got traded to Vegas. I'm not convinced that Vegas is going to keep him. So I do think that there's going to be – he's going to be on the open market. And so he's he's a death beast. I got another one. This one's a little bit more far fetched. First of all, what do you think about Yamark? Do you think that's a a fair a fair assessment, or do you think that's like 
How do you feel yeah. about that? Oh, I think it's great. I mean, if, you know, if, if he can provide the scoring that we need, because they definitely need that, you know, we need obviously the first two lines to step up and then some scoring from the bottom six would be awesome. Yeah, exactly. So, and I think you get it for a pretty fair price too. Yeah. So that, he, he, he kind of jumped off the page to me when I was looking over these uh, pending yeah. unrestricted free agents. Uh, of course I use cap friendly, which is what most people use. They are awesome. Uh, Puckpedia is another good one. Mm-hmm. So you got two right there that you can use that are awesome for looking at all these free agents. I got yeah. another one. This one's a little bit more far-fetched, though. Blake Coleman for the Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> I was actually going to bring him up, too. <laughs> and you, and, all right. So this guy, I don't think he's going to end up with the Preds. This ain't a prediction. This is me saying free agents that should at least be on our radar. These are right. predictions. So I don't need people coming at me on social media saying – Chad Mitten predicted that Blake Coleman would go to the Preds. No, no. these are predictions. Pump the brakes. But Blake Coleman is a very versatile veteran. Agreed. Who uh, I don't see the Tampa Bay Lightning being able to hold on to him with their cap situation. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, he was a one. He made one point eight million dollars on his previous contract. Wow. I think he's going to definitely get more. Than that, yeah, I think so too. Uh, but what's but what's he worth? That's the biggest part about it. We don't know that. Uh, I I you I read a Bleacher Report article that was awesome, and they had a, a list of five uh, free agents who have raised their stock during these playoffs, and Blake Coleman was one of them. So uh, I want to credit it uh, Bleacher Report for that because that was a good article, and they're right. They're absolutely right, and so. You know what I think of most when I think of if Blake Coleman ended up on the Preds, if it happened, how big of an upgrade would that be on a Brad Richardson? Oh, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's kind of what I see Blake Coleman as, is a veteran Mm -hmm. bottom six leader that's not going to make mistakes, is going to do the right thing, make the right decisions, score some key goals when he has to, but really just be a leader in the locker room, be versatile. You can put him uh, on the left wing, on the right wing. You can put him at center. Uh, so I think it's far fetched, but he's still on my radar of uh, free agents that I do think would fit well with the Preds. Yeah, and, and the Predators are trying to you know play a more uh, tougher game, and yeah, there's, no, there's nobody tougher than uh, than the Lightning. So you so. so you had Blake Coleman on your he list was, as well. He was one of the ones I was going to bring up. Yeah. All right, so we're on we're in agreement there. Yeah, I don't. There's going to be a lot of teams searching for him though if he's on the open market. So I mean, it's yeah. all about whether the Preds are aggressive. And uh, getting a player like him, and, and we had to the see. Money. They got the money to give him. Yeah, they definitely had the money. One point eight, so you know. So that's what you know I. Put, that's why I put him on my list. I think he's another one of those uh, cheap veterans you can get, maybe possibly. Yeah, that's a good one. So he's on my list. I got one more, and then we're gonna go rich. This one again, I, I think people are probably gonna maybe push back on me on this one, but I do think it's it's out there and it could be possible. And that's Sam Gagne for the Detroit Red Wings. Oh. Uh, center left wing, much younger. He's he is a veteran, and he is a defensive type of depth player, and that's what I think the Preds really need. I don't. Mm-hmm. I do think they need scores, but I'm really worried about this team's bottom six going into next season. And Thank so, uh, yeah, we're gonna call in some prospects, and we want to see a, a youth movement, and I'm all for it, and I'm all on board with it. But a big part of this offseason for me is seeing the Preds maybe add a smart offseason addition, kind of yeah. like what they tried to do last season with Eric mm-hmm. Holla and Brad Richardson and Nick Cousins. 
and I just don't think it really worked out for him that great. I think Eric Holla came on strong there at the end. But yeah. Brad Richardson, swing and a miss. Yeah, unfortunately. Nick Cousins. I'm more, I'm more worried about – when we talk about the, the bottom six, I'm more worried about the third line, I guess, yeah. than, the, than, the, than the, the last one because you know that's going to be – well, that's kind, of where that's kind of where I'm thinking along these lines, though, is I'm looking yeah. for guys who can play on this third line possibly next season. Yeah. So Sam Gagne okay. um, is, a, is a good defensive forward, could bring a lot of uh, locker room leadership as well. And I, I just – this is another thing where when I researched this, the subject, the Red Wings are kind of on the fence on whether they're going to keep him or not. Yeah. And so uh, he'd be a cheap replacement and another huge upgrade to Brad Richardson. I'm not trying to come down harder on Brad Richardson. I mean, but yeah. I re- it really comes when I'm looking at some of these free agents. I'm kind of thinking, what kind of cheap free agents can we get to be a better upgrade to Brad Richardson? That's kind of where I'm thinking because I don't expect Brad Richardson to be back on this team next season. No, I don't either. So I'm, that's kind of where I, that was kind of along the lines of some of these free agents. If you notice, all three of those players are not big splashes, right. they are very modest. That I am not going, I'm not swinging for the fences here. And there are a lot of really big free agents out there who would be swinging for the fences. And I looked at all of them and I thought, nope, the Preds are not anywhere in there. They're not even in the ballpark to be looking at players like this. But these three players I just listed, I could, I think those are are safe targets to make. But uh, Rich, kind of give us some of yours. So what I was thinking about when we started talking about this topic was this is kind of a what-if scenario. We're still not sure if Pecorine is going to retire or not. Yep. And we don't know, like, the status of Connor Ingram. Like, is he going to be ready to come up and be Saros' backup? So I'm kind of going with the the theory of they're going to need to go and sign somebody. Yeah. So I started looking at the free agent goaltenders. So, like, how much would you want the Predators to pay for a goaltender? Like what do you like a backup? Like a backup, a backup back, back goaltender. What would oh, be a man. good amount? Like two, two million. That that that's I wouldn't go much higher than that. Okay, so we got this because we, we've got this guy named Connor Ingram who I still have a lot of confidence in down there, and so. Yeah, yeah. But is he going to be ready for Game One? Right. If that's, if uh, if Pecorini doesn't come back, that's yes. why you make a, that's why you make a really good point, Rich. It's this all hinges on Pecorino. It does absolutely. So I was looking at the at the. I sorted the list by games played because we know okay. that we're going to need somebody, you know, to do forty percent, thirty five percent of the games. So yeah. the first one on the list is Chris Drieger from the Florida Panthers. Yeah, who who had a really good season actually. He absolutely did. He played in twenty three games. His uh, goals against is two point seven, and his save percentage is point nine two seven. He made eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars last year. So yeah, that's a good could, one. Yeah, if they could, if they could, you know, offer him some more money, unless Florida plans on doing that. But I, I don't, I don't know if they, you know, what they would want to do or whatever. So then, if you go down the list a little farther, we've got. Um, let's see here. I had another one that was a good. Um, gosh, where do you go? We we've got some. Uh, you've got some aging veterans that are also coming on the list here. I mean, you got Frederick Anderson mm-hmm. of the Toronto Maple Leafs on there. Yeah. You, you, I mean, that. I mean, here, here's the kind of where I'm at on it. And then uh, I know you got some other ones, Rich. Yeah. Here's where I'm at on it. I would prefer to have a proven veteran 
as as Saros's backup. I don't need another young, um, unproven, maybe a maybe a player who could shoot up like a rocket, but you don't mm-hmm. know. I think that we need stability behind Saros because yeah. we know Saros is streaky. We know that he has really bad starts. Yes. So the last thing I need is an unproven goaltender, a young, unproven, inexperienced goaltender backing mm-hmm. up Soros if Soros Soros starts off bad again. Yeah. So I'm kind. I kind of when I look at goaltenders, I'm kind of looking more at the veterans that we can maybe get on the cheap. Yeah. That aren't gonna make. They're not gonna be like the future of the franchise, mm-hmm. but maybe they can come in and steal steal some wins for us. When Soros needs a rest, or if Soros yep. maybe goes through a rough patch. Yeah. So here, here's another one that is kind of a far fetched, like you had one. Um, Yaroslav Halak from the Boston Bruins. So I would he, love that. I if, if Pecorine does not come back, I would be standing yeah. on rooftops shouting yeah. for Halak. I agree. So he made two point two five million last year. So that's a little more, but you, you know that he backs up. Tukaras, one of the best goalies in the league. I would love that. Yeah, so that's. I think that's a good one. And this is, I, do you feel kind of dirty right now talking about backup <laughs> goaltenders when we don't know what Pecorino's yeah. future is? Yeah, that was the whole the whole thing. About I this. think yeah. I need to go like uh, yeah. take a shower after this because yeah, I feel a little filthy talking about this. Yeah, we don't even know. You know, but we don't know. Happen. We don't know what Pecorino's decision is going to be. So yeah. we have to we have to speculate right now. And yep. it's, I mean, that that's exactly what David Poyle's doing right now, too. I can mm-hmm. promise you. I hope yep. he is anyway. If he's yep. not, then he's not doing his job. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, just a couple of more guys. There was like um, Linus Olmark from Buffalo. Yeah. 2.6 million. Some of these guys are getting into more money, though. So I don't know. If that's I mean, you've got, you've got Carter Hutton, who's already played for the Preds. Carter, okay. You've, so got, you know. a, you've got Ratich for the uh, Maple Leafs. You've yep. got uh, Jonathan Bernier, who played for the Red Wings. We went up against him a couple times this past season. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, I just need a goaltender who can come out there and not be a total disaster. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. we know that we know and we fully expect we're going to be riding UC Soros pretty hard next season. Oh, absolutely. And he's going to have to steal games for us most likely once again unless the Preds just magically turn over a new leaf and John Hines' defensive system, uh, it, it's going to be a very defensive-driven team that mm-hmm. leans heavily on their goaltender. And so yep. I need I need a veteran. I need a veteran who can come in there and just not be a screw-up. You're not yep. going to be a Vesna goaltender. You're probably past your prime. But come in here and – there's plenty of goaltenders. You've listed a bunch of them, Rich, mm-hmm. and we're looking over it right now. Who I would feel confident in, Halak would be my number one on that list. But uh, yeah. I mean, you know, Bernier's up there for me. I mean, mm-hmm. I think Bernier would be good. Uh, Frederick Anderson. I mean, like I said, none of these guys are going to come in here and be the starter. They're mm-hmm. not going to threaten UC Soros for the starting job. But we have to have somebody to fall back on until right. we know that Connor Ingram's ready. Yeah, and I think Connor Ingram has to start off in Milwaukee. I, I think would prefer, I would prefer that. I would prefer that. Yeah, he only he played like five games toward the end of the season, and I think he won like two of them. So you know, yeah, it's, I mean, it's I mean, gonna take playing, time. Playing time. It's so. gonna take time for uh, it's gonna take yeah. time for Ingram to get get everything under control again because he missed a lot of time 
getting his personal uh, issues under mm-hmm. control, which is most important. Yeah, There's things that are way bigger than hockey. And yeah, I, we're yeah. very happy for Ingram that he got everything taken care of. He seems to be doing much better. And we can't wait to see him in Preds Gold one day. I yeah. just don't I, – I would prefer for him not to be the backup right away. I think so, too. Yeah. So, um, so I, flipped, I flipped this to look at forwards, and I kind of sorted it by teams and was just trying to look for some guys that stood out. One um, – for Arizona, Derek Broussard. I don't know much yeah, about no, him. Yeah, no, I looked at him. I looked at him. Yeah, so, yeah, he, he had uh, 20 points. And he makes yeah. a million dollars. So, you know, that might be an option. Um, might Carolina, be how about this one? Carolina, Jordan Martinuk. Yeah, I saw that one too, another veteran. Yeah. Um, I was trying to look for guys that, like, made a, – a, a, like, didn't make a lot of money but, but had a big impact. So, you know um, – I think a lot of the players we've named, we're going to get one of them. Yeah. Uh, so, and then I, like, do, I think the Pred, the Pred, the Pred, Gabriel Landeskog. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall's out there. Hall. Uh, well, yeah. Why don't we just go ahead and bust everything up? We're going to go get Alex Ovechkin. Alex Ovechkin. Yeah. <laughs> but, and, then, um, and somebody else, Nick Benino, is back on the market. Yeah. I would, I mean, who knows? I mean, yeah. he had 26 points last year. That's yeah. Good. I think the Preds are going to definitely make some small splashes. I don't think it's going to be anything crazy this offseason. Yeah, we're not going to see we're not going to see anything in the ballpark of a Matt Duchesne signing. Uh, no. At least I don't expect that. We'll see what happens. I, but, don't um, I agree totally with you. We I have don't. to wait and see who we lose in the expansion draft. That's the biggest thing. But I, I, I think let me, I think, let me tell you one more one more real fast. All right, uh, another Tampa Bay Lightning player. Okay, Barclay Goodrow. All right. Yeah. $925,000 last year is what he made. Well, hey, there's going to be plenty of Tampa Bay Lightning players that are out there because their yeah. cap situation is a mess. So, I agree so, so. Uh, with you. Yeah. So, I, we'll have to wait and see how it goes. It's going to be really exciting. Going into next month is when things are really going to ramp up when it comes to movement, when it comes to things happening. Right now, we just really don't know what yeah. this Preds roster is going to look like. It yeah. is very, It is very much a roster in flux right now. You've got Victor Arvidsson in trade circles. You've got uh, you've got all these talks about can we unload Duchesne or Johansson? Um, I mean, what's Pecorine, what's Pecorine going to do? Yeah. I mean, Eric Hall is a free agent. He's a big one. Do we do we bring him back? Michael Granlund, do we bring him back? I mean, I there's there's so much up in the air right now with it, yeah. when it comes to this Preds roster. So we're all speculating right now, but. Uh, those are some good free agents right there that we brought they up. Are, they, could, yeah. they could very well be end up wearing Preds uniforms yeah. in uh, October of this coming up fall when yeah. we hopefully go into a normal 82-game season. Yeah. So um, They said today it was going to start, he said, uh, the first half of October. Gary Bettman said that. Yeah, there you go. That's good. So, uh, so uh, this is episode 53 of the Catfish and Ice podcast. We uh, welcome all of our listeners to uh, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Catfish Ice. Let us know which free agents you're looking at right now. We will share those with with our followers and share them on the next podcast. Or if you're listening right now and watching the live stream, go ahead and get in the live chat and let us know. Yep. Uh, so we're going to shift now to something that uh, goes way above hockey. Way yep. above hockey. And that is uh, an awesome and inspiring message that uh, current Nashville Predators defenseman Mark Borowiecki shared um, regarding the uh, 
LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. which uh, and so we all know about the hashtag hockey is for everyone. Yeah, and and it is it is for everyone. No one should ever feel excluded no. from this beautiful sport and from all things in society. Like, and so Mar Barvieski came out and actually put out a personal story. It's entitled on the NationalPredators.com official website right now. Yeah, he actually wrote it. So, yeah. yeah, and it's entitled My Story, Proud to Be an Ally. And it really stood out to me, beautifully written. And it's just awesome. I mean, he talks about basically just being there yeah. and, and learning and growing as a person. And, he's yeah, he comes off as a tough guy on the ice. But what really measures masculinity is opening yourself up. Mm-hmm. To other people's perspectives, being there for those types, of, for those people, and, and all different walks of life, and that's what we need more of. And that's really using your platform as a professional athlete, Absolutely. and that's what's that's what's most awesome about Mark Barvietsky's message. Yeah, I like I like him a lot because um, he, he's always one. He seems like a guy who like sticks up for people and speaks his mind. And you know, like uh, I guess like a month ago he released something saying he had gone through some, some mental health issues of his own. You know, he had a concussion when he got hurt and he's been, you know, still, he still actually has a concussion. He's still not cleared to play hockey or whatever. And just, just having a hockey player like that, who you do see him as like a big tough guy, like just open up and say, Hey, I'm a regular guy. I've got, I've had mental health issues. I've, you know, I'm working through that. And then, you know, I, I want to be an ally to people and stuff. And that's just, it's good to see. And I wish, I wish more guys would do that. Exactly. Uh, some of them, some of them just aren't going to, you know, open up like that, but I like him because he sticks up for, you know, for what uh, speaks his mind and sticks up for what he believes in. So yeah. Good. And what, what's what really speaks out to me about the whole thing is no one forced him to do this. Right. Yeah. He's putting himself out there, Yeah. you know, and he's, that's where that that's where sports really becomes bigger than just the final score, mm-hmm. because yeah. he is actually you don't know for all we I mean he's going to really be an inspiration to a lot of people mm-hmm. yeah for 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 his message and I just want to share some of the quotes from uh, from his personal uh, article that he put out there. It's written by him, and it's on the NationalPredators.com official website. And the, the quote that really stood out to me the most, that really hit home with me, was, quote, But to me, true masculinity and true toughness comes when you're willing to put yourself out there in the name of acceptance and equality. Yeah. And in the landscape that we live in, and we're not a political show, we're not going to yeah. get into all the problems that are out there, but I will say that we can all agree that we want everyone to feel accepted and we yep. want to, everyone to feel equal. And so for him to come out there and put that message out there is huge. You know, there's Predators fans out there who follow this team and maybe they don't feel included. Maybe they mm-hmm. don't feel equal. Maybe yep. they don't feel accepted. And they see a message like that from a tough, uh, quote unquote, tough guy yeah. like Mark Morovetsky, which he is a tough guy. He is very tough, yeah. Uh, that <laughs> means a lot. And he yeah. didn't have to do that. He chose to do that. And so yeah. I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome on so many levels. Yeah. And it's cool, too, because, like, it's not – I mean, it, it is Pride Month, and, and which is awesome, you know, to, to have that message of, you know, equality or whatever. But it also counts for, like, anybody, like somebody who's going through mental health problems, yes. somebody who is, 
you know, being bullied in school, somebody, you yep. know, just stuff like that. It's, 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 it's like on a higher level than just the one thing, but you know, it's all. It's and all that's what he put out there. He said, I'm an ally. He said, I'm there for you. And anybody, so, uh, yeah, anybody who's being, and I, and I wish that I wish that more athletes in all sports would, uh, would take that role on more. It's not yeah. just about wins. It's not just about trophies. It's not just about championships and MVPs. Yeah. It really goes to a larger scale because I can tell you as a, as a kid being a sports fan, I looked up to all my sports heroes as a kid. They were yeah. like superheroes to me. And so when you see, athletes like this come out here and be a positive role model. It, it really speaks volumes. Yeah. So uh, stick taps, on. stick taps on episode 53 for go. Mark Barvietsky, uh, a true leader and a true class personified 100%. We appreciate you putting that message out there to people. And we hope everyone, we invite everyone to go there and read his message yeah. on uh, the national predators official website. And we definitely wanted to talk about that. What uh, something else we want to get to, uh, real quick, we want to um, offer our condolences and thoughts oh, and yeah. prayers to, da- to David Pasternak and his family for uh, what the- they lost their newborn son. Yes, they did. Yeah, uh, and it's it's terrible and it's awful, and we can't imagine what they're going through right now. And uh, when it comes to the hockey community, we all come together when it's something like this, and yeah. um, just awful stuff. And so uh, here on the Catfish Nice Podcast, we're we're our condolences are to the Pasternak family for yeah, what they're was, going through. It was good because he released a statement, you know, saying, you know, that it happened or whatever. And, like, all the teams in the NHL, every one of them just started saying, man, sorry, you know, whatever, you know, our condolences or whatever. It's just – that is just I, – I read it and I was like yeah. – my daughter likes – It's hard not to get – it's not – it's yeah. hard not to get teared up. Like, she's got a Pasternak jersey. She really likes David Pasternak. Yeah. And she, she came downstairs and she was like, did you see what happened? I was like, yeah. That's yeah, it's rough. And that again, that 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 sticks with that theme that things are bigger than sports here. Yeah, and so uh, we we want to see our teams win. We have our villains. We have our teams we hate, we despise. But yep. in the end, it comes down to the human element of it. And when you see something like that, uh, hockey is just so in, insignificant. The mm-hmm. final score is insignificant. So uh, again, the Pasternak family, we're here for you. We uh, yep. hear our thoughts and prayers and condolences, mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, Definitely. so rough stuff for sure. And so um, this is uh, episode 53 of the Catfish and Ice podcast. We are part of the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are presented by DraftKings, and we are getting into the Stanley Cup. we got to talk about it right now because uh, we are watching it, and uh, the Tampa Lightning and the Montreal Canadiens. The Montreal Canadiens, I feel like, are the people's team. That's the team everyone's cheering for. Except for Tampa Bay fans, and so, <laughs> and so we got a good game going on here. We're uh, we just got into the third third period, and the Lightning are up two to one. But the Canadians just got a goal back back mm-hmm. in the second period, late in the second period, and so uh, they're they're battling back. And guess what? Yeah. Lightning just went ahead three to one. Ah. right as I'm saying that, Palat. That's the thing about this Lightning team. They are so stacked. And I know oh, you hate it, Rich, but they are, it's an embarrassment of riches. It really is. They are so stacked with off, with, with players, man. It's, like, ridiculous. I, uh, let me go back to that first goal they scored tonight to make it oh, yeah. one nothing. It was like they flipped the ice on the Canadians. The Canadians were in, the, in their offensive zone. They were making some things happen. 
The Lightning make a very good defensive play. They get the puck back. They rush it up the ice. Tic-tac-toe. Eric Cernak gets the deflection goal. Carey Price had no shot at that goal. It was like a just a perfect team work goal. And as Preds fans, I can tell you, we would love to see that happen here Mm -hmm. in Nashville. Like, you know, I feel like every goal the Preds score is like we have to like move through quicksand to like make it happen. Well, but, we, saw, uh, we saw a few like that last we, season. Yeah, we did. But I'm just saying, like, the lightning, ma- the lightning make that a regular occurrence. That's why they are the defending cup champs, and that's why they're where they're at right now. And so, then I mean, Dorr, it, got the second one. Yep. And so, I mean, look, here's the deal. Shea Weber did get an assist on that goal, so that's awesome to see him get an assist. But here's the deal, man. I don't – I originally had the Hurricanes and the Avalanche as my cup final finalists, and I yeah, thought yeah. that I, I thought the Avalanche would maybe hoist the cup. So mm-hmm. I can't sit here and say that I was I predicted the Lightning to make it this far, but at the same time, I'm kind of an idiot now for not picking them because they are so stacked, and 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 like when when their offensive players are not on. They got Vasilevsky. I mean, what yeah. can you do? You can't do much of anything, but they're also over the salary cap, and I know that's something we talked about before. You know, they, they kind of use the rule to to do that, but it's like you're right. You know, when they're not on, you, you still got to get a goal pass or get a puck pass Vasilevsky, and that's tough. And, and most likely to beat Tampa Bay when they're playing their best game, you're going to have to get – at least three goals mm-hmm. past yep. Vasilevsky. And that's yep. a very tall order to make. Yep. So it almost seems unfair. Yep. Uh, but we I'm not going to count out this Canadians team because I'm sorry. They keep proving me wrong this entire playoffs. Yep. Uh, I didn't think they would get past Vegas. I'll be honest. I've been wrong on on Montreal this whole playoffs. Yeah. And so uh, it's and not because right. I – it's not because I'm not cheering for them. I, I want Montreal to hoist that cup. I'm so happy for those fans and everything they've been through this past mm-hmm. year with COVID and everything else as well, not being able to go see their team in person. Yeah. And 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 it's been so long since a Canadian team has won a Stanley Cup. They were the last Canadian team to win a Stanley Cup. 93. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, this is an awesome story, and I'm totally pulling for them over Tampa. Mm-hmm. I was definitely pulling for them over – Every team they played yeah, in this, in this playoff run, but I, they keep proving me wrong. I it's just I amazing that like Carey Price, he's so good, and this is his first playoffs or his first uh, Stanley Cup final. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, like, and a lot of a lot of people are basically saying like, look, the Canadians are not talent wise; they are not matching. They don't match up with any of these teams they're beating. No. But they're riding a hot goaltender in Carey Price. They've got that grit to them. They've got that. They just they don't fold under pressure. Yeah. They've got the world behind them for the most part, the hockey world behind them. And so it's a great story. And so we we I mean, you know, we'll see what happens with the rest of this game, it's, and we'll see what happens. This is just game one, so no one's writing them off all of a sudden. But uh, they so they they proved they've proven that you can't write them off. So uh, game one, game one's game one, but we'll see yeah. what happens. But uh, Tampa Bay's up three to one right now. There's a little over 14 minutes left in the third period. We'll update that score right before we uh, sign off here on the episode. But right now it's three to one with about 14 minutes left in the third. 
Let's get to our last uh, segment real quick of the Catfish Nice podcast. This is Chad Minton with Rich Howe. We are down a player tonight. We are down Colin because he is Colin. moving. He is moving. moving right now. He is on the injury report, and on that report, it's moving. He's going to be move, injured when he's moving furniture. And we, we all know how bad it sucks to move, especially when you're moving across state. Yeah. So uh, that's why he's not here with us tonight. He'll be back next week. Uh, so, Colin, we hope the move's going well. We hope you uh, get settled yeah. in nicely uh, down there in your new home. Uh, so let's go ahead and do our last segment of the podcast. We are presented by DraftKings. Go get the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code THPN to bet on a basketball team of your choice to win $100 in site credits if your team wins. Uh, again, that's promo code THPN. And we are based out of Nashville. We uh, support all the Nashville teams. Of course, Rich is up in Louisville. Colin's moving to Atlanta, so he's in Atlanta. And I am here in Nashville. But the Catfish and Ice podcast is all supportive of the Nashville teams. Titans, Nashville SC, and we've got the Vandy Boys, the Vanderbilt Commodores of the baseball world in the College World Series Finals. And they are winning 7-2 to two right now in the bottom of the seventh over Mississippi State. I am a diehard Vanderbilt fan, so I was going to make this a segment no matter what. But, uh, but yeah, so they're, uh, they're holding true. A lot of controversy surrounding this. Uh, COVID kind of uh, reared its ugly head again in the sports world uh, by – Basically, literally forfeiting a game yeah, to get that. to the finals, which is wild to see. Even Vanderbilt fans were not happy to see it happen. You always want to earn your way to – you don't ever want to get there by a forfeit from right. the other team. So, uh, it really raised a stink in social media. Um, a lot of people are cheering against the Vanderbilt Commodores, even though it's not their fault, which is why I don't understand. Yeah, I don't get that either. But a lot of people have a problem with Andy. You're even seeing conspiracy theorists out there that are trying to say that, oh, this testing thing was – like, come on now. Stop, come on. The non- stop the nonsense. It was unfortunate for everyone involved. No one wants to see a forfeit. Uh, NC State was a great Cinderella story team in the College World Series. By the way, if you like baseball at all and you don't watch college baseball, I guarantee you you're missing out because college baseball is way more exciting – than Major League Baseball. I'm just going to tell you that right now. It is a very fun sport to watch. These kids play their heart out. And it's fun. It's, it's exciting. And so uh, it was tough to see NC State get eliminated that way. Yeah. And so. That on the news. That was tough. And basically the way it worked out was they never played that final elimination game to see who would make it to the College World Series Finals, and they forfeited the game due to COVID. They basically didn't have a team. I mean, they yeah. couldn't field a team. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's unfortunate. It really is. But Vandy ended up advancing. Vandy was already the favorites to win the College World Series going into the tournament. So any of these people who are saying that Vandy got it handed to them or they don't deserve to be here, they clearly don't follow the sport. They're acting on pure emotion. <laughs> this is a great team. This is yeah. an outstanding team. Tim Corbin is one of the best college coaches in all of college sports. Please argue with me on that because I will take you down awesome. on that. He's a leader of men. He's a great human being. He does so much for the national community. And it's great to have the Vanderbilt Commodores in the College World Series defending their national title that they won in 2019. 
they didn't play in 2020 due to COVID, so they're defending their title. They're trying to go back to back, just like the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, so uh, they're up seven to two, uh, but it's big. And uh, Rich, I invite you if you're ever down in Nashville and the Vandy boys are playing, yeah. even if you're not a big Vandy, Vandy fan or baseball fan, go to a Vandy baseball game in Hawkins Field. It's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you, everybody, everybody that, that's up here that I know that moved from Tennessee up here, which I'm not sure why anybody would want to do that. But, oh, God. No, uh, stop. <laughs> I love Nashville so much. Uh, they're all Tennessee fans. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, that's just – that's just you know Tennessee, you might, will all, Tennessee will always be yeah. the dominant – yeah, and then and you got the Kentucky, Kentucky, Tennessee rivalry or whatever. But yeah, it's good to see somebody other than them. If you're wow. if you're a if you're a if you're the prominent state school of any team of any state, you're most likely going to be yeah. have way more fans than the private school. Yeah, and so when it, yeah, I mean it's not even close when it comes yeah. to the fan disparity in That's the state true. of Tennessee, even in Nashville. Fan disparity when it comes to Vanderbilt and oh, the yeah. Tennessee Vols, it's not even close. Yeah, but, you know. But there is a very strong niche pocket of Vanderbilt fans. That's and awesome. we are die hard and we are emotional and we are defensive. And if you come at us, we will have each other's back on it. And I do invite anyone who listens to the podcast who has never been in Nashville maybe or maybe – uh, they don't come very often or whatever, go to that part of Nashville. The part mm-hmm. of Nashville where the Vanderbilt campus is at is gorgeous. It's beautiful. Tons of great restaurants. The Vanderbilt campus is gorgeous. Um, cool. It's a great part of the city. I welcome everyone to come out to that part of the city. But um, that's cool. going to – yeah. So uh, we are we, we're, we've are we been happy here to bring you this episode here. We got, uh, we got one more thing, though. We got one more thing. We got one more thing. You put a tweet out asking top lines. Oh, yeah. yeah I believe we, that. Said, we said we would uh, would, would share those. So, Rich, you are yeah. you are, you're saving us there. Because yeah. if I would have let that out, I would have been pissed. Give us some of the responses on that, man. Yeah. So the question was, who will be on the Preds' top line for the season opener, including newcomers and or – That is a – that is a loaded and tough question, by the way. It is. So Todd M, I don't know, yeah, follows us. He says Forsberg, Granlin, and Tolman. Let's Joey, talk about that. Let's talk Joey about that first. Let's talk about, Todd. Let's talk about Todd's response first, then we'll go to the yep. next one. So so, he, yeah. so Todd has Tolman, Forsberg, and Granlin. Forsberg and Granlin. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't have a problem with that line at all. Yeah. But here's my thing. Is Granlin going to be back? Is he going to be back? That's the caveat, and I hope he is. I I think that that I think that's one of Poyle's top um top uh yeah priorities think, right now. Yeah, I agree. But do you want him up there or on the second line? That's the. I kind of I mean, it, it depends on what happens with with uh, Johansson and Duchesne, and that's why this question is so uh, yeah. impossible to answer. Yeah, and but, then uh, you're. Your response, you said. Oh, my response. Yeah. Oh, my response. You said Forsberg, Duchesne, and Tolman. Yes. Which I like. I like that. I would go. I would like to see Forsberg, Duchesne, and Johansson because I, I like that. I, wait a I, minute. Wait, 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 wait. I got to take a time out on this. Back. I got to. I got to take a time out on this though, Rich. How in the hell are we going to put Johansson and Duchesne on the same line? Two centers 
two centers who need to be centers, in my opinion. That's what Hines was going to do at the end of the I season. I mean, it's a bold move. I'm not saying it's not yeah. going to happen. Yeah. I do I do think that Duchesne and Forsberg need to be on the same line. Yeah. If we're stuck with Duchesne and that's he's on our team, then, my God, yeah. at least use him effectively. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And then uh, Hunter Welcher said Forsberg, Duchesne, and Tolvanen. So that's that's a popular one. Yeah, that's popular. He said Joey's taken by Seattle and, and uh, Arvidsson is dealt at the draft for a second or third. So then uh, Predlines, one of our writers, um, fellow contributors, Eli, said he likes that line, Forsberg, Duchesne, yep. and then another one of our uh, uh, fellow contributors, Max Greenberg, he said Forsberg, Johansson, and Duchesne. But then Forsberg, he said – Yeah, Forsberg. Which is what you said. Yep. Yep. No. Forsberg, Duchesne. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then he said, hoping we can get rid of one of the latter two, but I'm skeptical, skeptical, so keep them on the top line like we had in the playoffs. So there you go. So we'll see what happens. We we, we won't know until after July 21st. <laughs> exactly, right? That's why yeah. that's such a tough question. Yeah, I, I, actually think, I actually think the second line is what's really to be determined right now. Yes. Because – I do. I mean, there there could be one of those free agents we were talking about who could fit into this scenario here and shake things up. Um, yeah. You know, like the bottom six. You know, we're not going to even begin to speculate on what the bottom six is going to look like. But I will say that it's a little unsettling that we have no idea what our top six is going to look like. Yeah. You know, you're very established, good teams for the most part, know what their top six is going to look like next season. We have no clue other than Forsberg. And, I mean, that's really it. Yeah, because you don't know about uh, Duchesne or Johansson. Forsberg is is literally the only – and Tolvanen, if we want to put him in the top six, which we would expect him to be in the top six. So, you've got two players out of six. Mm Mm-hmm. 33%. 33%. I'm not a math whiz, but that's 33%. Yep. <laughs> Rich looked up in the sky like, is that right? <laughs> I don't 33%, know. 33% of our top six, top part of our lineup, we have strong confidence in will be here. Yeah. That's, that's scary. It. That's not good. So yeah. it's a tough, so it's a tough question to answer. But mm-hmm. um, I do think that Duchesne and Forsberg need to be on the same line consistently. If Duchesne comes back next season, it's all about consistency. You got to now, now where now where you put Ellie Tolvanen? You know, like Tolvanen kind of tailed off a little bit there towards the end. Yeah, after he got I'm hurt. not, I'm not, I'm yeah. not saying give up on him. I'm just saying, like, are you really ready to put him on the top line to open a season? That's that's where I kind of break off a little bit. I'm not so sure yeah. about that. Yeah, Grandland, if I really, that's why I really think Grandland needs to be a top priority to come mm-hmm. back. I think a full 82 game season uh, for Grandland with a full off season, a normal off season. Yep, I agree. That would be good. That would be good. I would, I would like that. I would like Grandland to get back to be in that top six as well. Mm-hmm. You still got Cal Yarncroke that should come back hopefully. So, and then like I said, to be determined. I do think they could go out there and get a free agent who could possibly round out that top six as well. We'll have to see what happens with Ryan Johansson. Uh, Victor Arvidsson, I would love as much as I love him. 
let's try to find a trade partner for him. Yeah, I think so. You know, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. uh, Make sure we sign Lucas Pisa back. We want him back, right? Right? Yes. Yes, of course. (laughs) If we don't get – if we don't get Lucas Spiza back, then your uh, customized jersey is to waste. So, um, yeah, uh, he's he's going to be on the top pairing with Roman Yossi. I'm pretty sure that's how you predicted your well, our previous episode. If I'm not mistaken, oh, okay. that's, that was your that was your prediction when you set your Preds lineup. Yeah. You said that it was Lucas Spiza and uh, Roman Yossi. We can go back and check the tape on that, but uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. but uh, we'll let you live and die with that one. But uh, I'll live on that. <laughs> But uh, all right, so this has been a really fun episode. We appreciate everyone listening. This is episode 53 of the Catfish Nice podcast presented by DraftKings, our awesome sponsor. So go get that DraftKings Sportsbook app and use our promo code THPN. You've got a little bit more time here in the NBA playoffs to bet on an NBA team. $1 win $100 of free site credits. It's a great deal. So go do that. And use our promo code. And, of course, we are part of the Hockey Podcast Network, our family of hockey podcasts that we love and we appreciate for bringing us on board. And so we love them. Go follow the Hockey Pod Net on Twitter. They have so many good podcasts. Yep. And before we get out of here real quick, because I said I would give them a shout-out and I almost forgot, going back to the uh, stadium series that we were talking about, because that news came in so quick. Uh, Preds and Threads on Twitter, um, at Preds Threads is how you can follow them. They uh, basically came out and said that apparently the Carolina Hurricanes got skipped over for this stadium series. They were supposed to get it in 2020, or I should say get it in 2021, and it got delayed due to COVID. And so everyone's kind of trying to say that maybe they should be next in line over us mm-hmm. and they got skipped over. So yep. how ironic is this? Carolina, Raleigh, NC State, Raleigh, <laughs> Vanderbilt Commodores, Nashville, Nashville. You see where I'm going with this, right? I do, I do now, yeah. It is I a really strange irony there. I'm sure they hate the city of Nashville even more after that. Mm-hmm. But uh, and it is kind of tough. That's kind of unfair to them. They'll get another one soon. So yeah, they're they're one of the most popular teams. But that is, but Preds and Threads shared that with uh with the podcast, and I appreciate them for doing that. Yep. So uh yeah, go That's go uh go follow Preds and Threads. They actually put a lot of good stuff out there yep. uh regarding the pre- regarding the Preds. So go do that. I didn't want to leave that out. I almost forgot there. And yep. so that's gonna round it out for episode yep. fifty three of the uh, Catfish and Ice podcast. With Chad Mitten and Rich Al, Colin Bloon will be back next week for episode 54. We got to start getting ready for the expansion draft even more and, of course, the NHL draft. Uh, So get ready for that in the coming weeks. Things are about to start moving really fast this offseason. So everyone get ready for it. We appreciate everyone. We love everyone. Enjoy your weeks and reach out to us on social media at Catfish Ice. Until then, everyone stay safe and take care. And we will see you next week. Hey 
hockey fans, I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. We host the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. We're lifelong hockey fans who talk about the game and the lifestyle. Our guests include professional hockey players. My rookie party had to wear Speedo and then we had a checklist of stuff we had to do. Here we go, Gaber. What do you got to say? And it's kind of like, <laughs> you know better than that now, boys. I got dressed for the Bruins. Get a phone call. He's like, dude, we need you over here by the elevator. You got to get downstairs. You got to get dressed right now. Started playing the like, dun, 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 and I turned it around and it had the Olympic rings and said, we did it. NHL team hockey reporters. I actually took the Stanley Cup to this ice bar where they've got now girls around them and I've got a fur coat on. <laughs> I wonder who, who he shoot checked over here. <laughs> and then <laughs> I looked down at my face. Hockey fans. The entire bar was lined with guys in Kings jerseys. We quickly realized, oh my gosh, this is the dad's trip. And we bring unique hockey stories to light. Coming back to England, 24 rings in the entire country. That's where the problem starts with the sport of ice hockey here. Canadian Blind Hockey Association, those few kids we interviewed, their whole week is built around Sunday at the rink. They're just hockey players. We don't agree on everything. Pineapple goes on pizza. <gasps> no, it does not. <laughs> I think it does. Well, we do agree that there are many people and places that build the house of hockey. New episodes every Tuesday. Come on in to the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network.